Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, on Monday evening, a source reached out and let me know that Paul Pierce and ESPN had parted ways. And this was kind of surprising in one way to me, but not so surprising in another. And I kind of wanted to go through this, um, having recorded this story out over the weekend. We all saw the videos that Pierce posted on Instagram Live. Um, they, the moment they came, across, came out on Friday night, early Saturday morning, I knew it was going to be, be big trouble for them. It's the exact last call um, executives and PR people want to get early on a Saturday morning is, is a video like this. Um, it's bad. It's a bad look. Everybody knew that. And there was no comment over the weekend. And, and that made sense to me because there were a lot of things to discuss. First of all, Pierce had to get in a place where he was able to talk to management, which I think was a big part of it. Uh, second of all, a big decision had to be made, uh, a lot of conversations, and it was a complicated issue. It's not just a matter of what Pierce is doing in his free time and what he does with his private life, because I think most reasonable people know that that can and should stay, that should stay private. But, you know, it's a Disney company and there's a morality clause in there. And further complicating the issue is we live in a COVID world and the people in that video were not practicing safe COVID behavior as the company has tried to model on air for some time now. And thirdly, which I think was something that a lot of people may not have considered was ESPN has had so much success elevating female voices in their NBA coverage and they are rightfully proud of it. And a video like this, where it's kind of like misogynistic adjacent, uh, we can debate the merits of, of what that term means or what you think was going on in that video. I think it's fair to say that it bred a place for discourse that was exactly the opposite of what ESPN wants for its on-air talent, especially talent who's going to be working with such high profile women, some of whom were drawn into the controversy from the commenters. Now, is that fair? Probably not. Is that the reality? That's the reality. Um, the slow response and Pierce's tweet hours later that said, good morning, that came late at night, surprised me a bit, as did Nichols asking where everybody was at. And it, it made me think that potentially 
they were going to try to joke their way through this one or run the clock out. And about the time I got the call, I, I was starting to think, wow, I really, I really got this one wrong. My gut was wrong. They're really just going to see if, if they can move on from this. And uh, it, it was, it was kind of confusing to me, but obviously they made the decision to part ways with Pierce. And I know a lot of people have written things that are angry about that or saying it was an overreaction. Um, and, and, and I think that I, on one hand, I agree with, with what they're saying, but I, but I think looking at it from a realistic lens, he was never going to be able to get back up on that set. And furthermore, this was not out of nowhere for ESPN. This, if, if you made a list of people who would appear in a video of this under, under contract, um, I, I think that they were more, uh, you know, they were, it didn't come as a shock that Pierce was at the center of this as opposed to say Dick Vitale or, or someone, although that video would, would be interesting. Um, it, this, this doesn't seem like, it wasn't a huge deviation of character. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a shock. Um, and I think that Pierce's public response to it makes, which was lighthearted, makes one wonder how serious he was behind closed doors. I don't have those answers. Uh, you saw that as soon as the news came across, he basically had a, a video talking about how, he was on to bigger and better things. There's, there's a good amount of smoking going on and, and that's fine. I mean, who doesn't enjoy kicking back and, and relaxing now and again, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but he doesn't seem too broken up about it. And I think the reality of the situation is, is he realized he doesn't need the job. He doesn't need to grovel or beg for it. And that makes me think that if he wanted the job, he could have fought to keep it. So one thing to consider for all the people who are talking about ESPN overreacted for firing Paul Pierce is I think there's a very good chance that you care more about it than Pierce does because Pierce is on to bigger, potentially better things. And hearing a little bit and, and seeing the shape of what type of post ESPN move he's going to make I think it's going to be best for both parties. I think it's going to be good for ESPN to kind of take this live wire out of play. And it's also going to be good for Pierce to have the freedom to do the things that really interest him and to create content that's a little more on brand for the image he's trying to put out there, which obviously is quite far afield from Disney. So I think it was kind of a messy situation, kind of a, kind of a, an, not a great, you know, it's never a PR win for ESPN when they have to answer for this. I think it was a really tough decision uh, made easier by the totality of what the Pierce experience has been at ESPN and looking forward to what it might be in the future. Okay, I'm going to talk about Akil Badu here the best story in baseball. We're talking about kind of a Matt Christopher type talent streaking across the stage right now. He's a 22 year old outfielder for the Detroit Tigers. 
He didn't have a season last year because, as you know, the pandemic shuttered minor league baseball. So he hadn't took a full year off competitive baseball. In spring training, all he does is rake. In 40 at-bats, he hits five home runs. He posts an OPS of 1.2. Essentially, the Tigers can't keep him from coming north. They have to bring him they have to bring him up there. They have to put him on the 26 man roster. And he gets his first action on Easter Sunday. He's batting ninth. He takes the first pitch that he sees Oppo for a home run. First major league pitch, home run. He goes crazy. He celebrates. His parents are celebrating. It's this fantastic moment for Detroit, which at the time was 2 0. And for a fan base that's really just wants to revel in any type of positivity because we know this is going to be a rough year. The next day, Tigers fall behind 15 to one against the Twins. It's uh, it's garbage time. But Badu comes up with the bases loaded in the ninth. And what do you know? He hits a home run that looks a lot like the first over the left field fence for a grand slam. So now he has a homer in his first pitch and a grand slam. What can he do for the encore? Well, yesterday he gets in the game against the Twins as a pinch runner. It goes to extra innings and he finds himself at the plate in the bottom of the 10th inning with a runner on third and he smacks a game-winning single to right field for a walk-off hit. So we're talking two home runs, a walk-off hit, And this is all in the span of eight major league at-bats. And let me tell you, it is so much fun to watch this. And there was a great piece in Sports Illustrated this morning talking about Badu's narrative and, and how we've been able to enjoy it and how last year's condensed season of 60 games made for such a frenetic and frantic pace that we weren't able to really appreciate these stories and 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 process them them and process them at major league baseball's pace the pace of a season is 6 months it's uh it's storytelling it is a long burn there's a lot of space to play in the pages and Badu writing this fantastic story right off the bat has been thrilling and it just reminds people it's so perfect that it's happening at the beginning of the year too, because nothing signifies unlimited hope and the possibilities of the future quite like opening day. You're talking about Badu, the fifth or sixth outfielder for AJ Hinch on a team that's probably going to win 68 games if they play well. A guy whose ceiling is making the team. Um, He's been okay in the minor leagues. But when someone does something like this, he always has the story. And it's kind of analogous to Chris Shelton, who was a first baseman who played for the Detroit Tigers, who got off to just a blistering, blistering start in, in, in 2005. Badu is, Badu is the perfect story because everybody knows that expectations are not very high. Everything that he does is gravy on his mashed potatoes. 
And we're just kind of waiting to see how ridiculous this can get. Is he going to go on kind of a, one of those Kevin Moss, Chris Shelton tears? The Chris Shelton is a example is a good one because that also happened right around opening day for a bad Detroit Tigers team. Uh, all of these homers right off the bat and, and you see the pace they're at. And Badu is not going to be a Hall of Fame player. He's not going to hit a home run in every game. He's uh, maybe when it's all said and done, he gets two or three walk-off hits in his career. But the fact that all this has been packed into eight at-bats is so exciting. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a reminder to just enjoy the things, even if they are not the championship things. Let me tell you, it has been so enjoyable to watch the Tigers play baseball, winning their first two, then dropping two, then winning that extra innings game yesterday, because you can kind of see around the edges what could be if things keep going in the right direction, if, if this person keeps playing well, if all goes right. And it's kind of a glimpse into the future. So Akil Badu, greatest story in sports right now. And we are all waiting to see how he adds. Looking at the larger Major League Baseball picture, the, everybody is concerned and San Diego Padres fans are apoplectic about the injury to Fernando Tatis Jr. Right now, they put him on the 10-day disabled list. They want to reevaluate them, reevaluate him in the future. And if he can avoid surgery, it would be a huge, huge boon for the club because I think this is a year where they think that they can win the World Series. Um, they signed him to that long, long contract for so much money. And it caused so much debate about whether these contracts are worth the risk. And, and only a few games into the season to have this injury spark that conversation anew. Uh, and we were debating about it internally, what this says, if it should scare teams off because it shows the fragility of things uh, going wrong at any, at any point. But Tatis's contract this year, uh, there's, a, there's a payroll tax that's accounting for most of it. He's only getting paid less than $2 million coming off the books salary for the Padres this year. This is just one of the 13 years. And there's a chance that he will be able to come back and contribute, even if it's in August, maybe before then, and maybe the rest will do him good. You do lose all that produ production and, and it kind of shows you if he's, if his body's doing this at such a young age, he, your body only gets more prone to injury as you get older. It is not, that is not to say that he will not be a long, he will not enjoy a lot of durability and be a long player that posts a lot of longevity. It's just saying as someone who saw all these long-term contracts for the Detroit Tigers paying the superstars who's with questionable bodies, Prince Fielder, Miguel Cabrera, although he's been rather competent early this year, is kind of has this albatross. You're like, how long are, are they going to pay this guy for this production? And he's never going to, uh, you know, he's never going to get more flexible. Uh, his body is just kind of racing toward the finish line as all athletes do. But the Tatis injury is, is, is cause for concern, but it really shows how great of a team the Padres have built over there because 
even if he's out for the entire season, and that again, that's worst case scenario. I don't think that's going to be in play. They have the talent to win the World Series right now. They don't need to freak out. They have a ton of depth. They have a ton of offense. They will be fine. Elsewhere, the Houston Astros are five and one. And one of the things that I think is, is interesting, they've started the season on the road. So they played all six games away from home. And this is the first time that fans have gotten to come out and tell the Astros how much they're angry that they cheated in 2017. Uh, the statute of limitations is not up for that. And they opened in Oakland and the A's did all the cute things where they played Carrie Underwoods before he cheats during intros and the fans brought trash cans and let him have it and, and cheered when Carlos Correa got hit by a pitch that wasn't supposed to hit him. Um, and it's basically been par for the course. And I understand why fans are angry with the Houston Astros. And I am too. I think that they cheated the game. I think that the players largely shirked responsibility, but if you want to blame someone for that, you need to blame the players union because they only cooperated because they were guaranteed um, shelter from facing the consequences. And therefore that's why you have management and the manager punished, but not the players. So right now we're in the awkward situation where fans want the players to pay some sort of price, but the reason they couldn't play a price is because the players on their own team. So it just makes for a complicated situation. And I am not, I'm not unreasonable. I don't expect fans to think through this thoroughly fan is short for fanatic and that makes sense that's exactly what what most are but I'm just curious how long this is going to go on because on a, on a human level if you bring your own trash can into a baseball game to bang it to make a clever not so clever joke about Houston and their past and then Houston beats your team. At the end of the day, you're kind of just a person who's brought a trash can from home and given yourself a chore and a lot of extra work for a joke that was appreciated in the moment slightly, but then you kind of have to carry home and it's, it's empty as your experience was. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.